In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. On a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the gates of hell themselves. New England's own Van Helsink. With me is the alternaluminous, less, and turn, I can't even say that, (laughs) alternative, less, blonde bombshell, and Kerrigan. Hey, hi, how are you? I don't so even, what are you, what are you even trying to say? Alternator-less. Alternator-less. Oh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my first circle of hell for this evening. Yes, the alternator on my truck has gone. Terrific. Wicked Good. happy. Thanks mm-hmm. for taunting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And how are you? Uh, oh, better than you, evidently. <laughs> Apparently so. But I have my wine, so it's getting better. That's a bottle right here next to me. Do you really? What are you going to need after this show? Because we're going to some place that oh. too, many, too many people have gone before. I, yeah, well, apparently. Some people have gone there. I, I, I wouldn't know, so... Well, I hope it's not in my cards. It might be in your cards. <laughs> Why you do cards now? <laughs> no, you won't go to hell. Saint Jan will never let you go to hell. She'll I don't pull you back. Want me. I may never die. <laughs> I don't. Oh, think that's right. You're eternal. I forgot. I don't think anybody wants me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already about six hundred years old, so yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I've had a few near-death experiences, and um, I think, you know, every time I see it, it's like, well, maybe not, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> nah, send him back. Yeah, pretty much. We're not ready for him yet. There <laughs> you go. So anyways, uh, we have a, uh, a cool event we I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. um, and that is on April, oh God, what's the date on that? April, is it the 5th? Fifth? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it's a Friday, Saturday. Um, it is at the Hooten Mansion, one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. And we be, we'll be with Jeff Belanger and Spooky, Spooky South Coast, and now Darkness Dave and Darkness Dave Radio. So there you wow. go. Wow. I'm going to have to bring my autograph book. 
Yeah, I'll be there. Because <laughs> I don't have your autograph, so, yeah, I have to get it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. So, anyways, uh, yeah, so if you go on uh, the Legend Trippin' site, uh, you can uh, order tickets, or you can go to the Any Ghost Project site, which is the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So there you go. You can hop on our Facebook page and click on the link for Legend Trips. Oh, really? Wow. What is our Facebook page? Our Facebook page is Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. There you go. Hop on there, and you can see what's going on and see all our cool events and uh, whatever. Pretend you like us. Yeah. Pretend you like us. I don't have to pretend. Stop that. (laughs) That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Yeah. They love us. Okay. So last night you were uh, at my paranormal study group at the uh, Circles of Wisdom, and yes. you were doing doing a little spiel on uh, tombstones, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of. What? Yeah. What? What? Kind yeah, of. Kind of interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. If you can stay awake, it is. It's shy. very interesting, and no one was sleeping this time. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah, um, and go, yeah, go was, check out my cemetery thing. tripping page. Okay, another you page, know, also on Facebook. on Facebook. There so you go. There you go. All my little lovely tombstone pictures. Hmm. Hmm. So, anyways, uh, I noticed that uh, death uh, is hell show up on these tombstones, or I, I know that we have like the, you know, death and the Sith and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, is hell show up in these tombstones of yours? I don't, I, uh, you know, not that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't exactly, I don't think that would be a really cheerful thing to put on somebody's tombstones, although a winged skull is probably not too cheerful either, but um, I don't think I've ever, ever seen any satanic uh, indications of hell. Yeah. Well, there's actually a mis- misinterpretation, and, and that is one of the symbol of the hand pointing down, right? No. Yeah, no. it is. Yes, actually it is. It's a misinterpretation in that some people believe that uh, that's a, a bad sign, but oh, as you well, explained, explained in your class last night, it wasn't. Well, yes, people who don't understand when you see uh, Oh, that's a what hand. I said, dear. Take the okay, blonde I out of your ears. I, I misunderstood you. Evidently. So there. It was a misunderstanding. Yeah. So yes, some, the point, the finger pointing down is finger is pointing not, down is is not that you're going to hell, right? That's correct. If you've ever seen in an old cemetery a hand pointing downward or reaching downward uh, on a tombstone, that does not mean oh, you're not going to heaven. No, 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 no. It's the hand of God. It's the hand of God reaching down and. Uh, Kind of taking you up to heaven, so this okay, is exactly the opposite of what you think. <laughs> yes, it's the hand of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, we have a guest with us tonight, another person, because I did not want to make the journey to hell by, well, with you. Oh. Uh, so uh, uh, well, we have a gentleman know. now who's going to uh, jump on the uh, hand basket with us and. Uh, <laughs> Journey to Hell, and he is another, none other than a good friend of mine and my uh, partner in uh, Paranormal Journeys, or X-Trek, as we like to call him, uh, Jeremy Dontremont. Hey, guys. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ann. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? 
I'm great, except Ron can't come in the basket <laughs> with me. He has to get his own basket. I was trying to figure out where that, I wonder where that saying came from, going to hell in a handbasket. Very strange. Hell in a handbasket, right? What is a handbasket, exactly? Yeah. I guess it's just a basket you carry in your hand, but it's, I don't know. No. I'd like to feel like I want to Google that, find out what the origin of that is. Nope. Well, why don't you do that? Because for people who don't know Jeremy, Jeremy is a is a great researcher. Uh, on Ghost Chronicles International, this this past week, we had uh, C.J. Wayland, who was uh, the U.K.'s uh, version of Jeremy, and that's what he does. He's just total research, and uh, if there's a story, he finds out the truth behind it. And I, I've always... Uh, trusted that in Jeremy, and and that if I need to know something, um, he is the man to see because he'll do the research and and find it. I'll, I'll be talking to him before I can even get my sentences out. He's on the internet digging up crap on it already. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page on the Hell in a Handbasket right now. But I'm on Grace, so are you going to? I'm on Grace Finder. <laughs> Well, well, what is it? Come on, tell me, guys. Well, I don't know. It looks like there might not be like a definitive answer to this. Um, yeah. What about you, Ian, on your page? Well, mine says something about um, – uh, whoops, wait a minute. Come back here. It says something about um, catching heads in baskets. Huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the guillotine. That's what they used to do when they cut them off. And also right. on the on in the not only the guillotine, but also the uh, the axman's block. Uh, they used to the head used to go into a handbasket. Mm, it says uh-huh. um, the first version of in a handbasket in print does in fact relate to an imaginary decapitated head. Mm. The committee brought in something about Piscataqua. Governor said he would give his head in a handbasket as soon as he would pass it. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. That's on that's, my site. Yeah, that's not on the Wikipedia page. It basically says it's um, uh, it gives different versions. Hell in a handbasket, going to hell in a handcart, going mm-hmm. to hell in a handbag. Oh, I've never heard of that. that. I never did either. Uh, you know what? I, I say that all no. the time, but you know how I mix my metaphors all the time. Uh, uh-huh. Jen says it's it's uh, it's amazing, uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's amazing, all right, amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, I have to ask the $64,000 question, and, and I don't want a, a long rhetorical answer from either you. Uh, and I'll uh-huh. start with uh, Ian. Do you believe in hell, Ian? And we actually have a, we actually have a poll on our uh, Facebook page, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, where you can um, weigh in on this. So there you go. I'm, I'm going to fall into that not sure category. Really? Because I honestly don't. Don't I'm not really sure that there's a hell. Okay. I think it's a, think it's a threat. We're not sure of anything. Uh, That's true. Uh, well, not until we get there. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll find out. <laughs> what about you, uh, young man? Uh, well, as usual, I, uh, I, I'm, I feel like I want to take it another step. Like uh, the question isn't does it uh, isn't complete enough to me. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, I mean, uh, to me, the question is, do you believe in hell as a, a literal place or, uh, you know, could it be a frame of mind? Something like that. Something like, like New, York, uh, New York frame of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, you know, like um, a spiritual kind of uh, thing or paranormal or whatever, however you might want to put it, rather than an actual right. physical place. I mean, some people believe that hell is an actual physical place beneath the earth. I definitely right. don't believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think there may be some sort of spiritual 
thing that may be a form of hell. <laughs> um, so, so I guess I fall ahead. into the I guess I fall into the north not sure category if you want to. Okay, I okay. definitely believe in hell. I can tell you that okay. hell is definitely a place. Whether it is a physical place, it is definitely a place, and I do believe in it. Um, in fact, it's interesting because. Uh, they have this recording, supposedly, of hell. And let me tell you the, the back story on this. Uh, yeah. This is actually a, a Finland newspaper. And uh, it says, re- re- researchers record the screams of the damned. And it says, as, the, as a communist, I don't believe in heaven or the Bible. But as a scientist, I now believe in hell. Dr. Azakov. Wow, I actually said his name. Needless to say, we were shocked to make a such a discovery. But we know that what we saw and what we heard, and uh, it says we are absolutely convinced that we drilled through the gates of hell. And, and the story behind this, uh, Dr. Asikaris, uh, was they were drilling in uh, uh, Siberia, basically, and the drill suddenly began uh, to rotate wildly, indicating that they had reached a large, empty pocket or cavern. Temperature sensors showed a dramatic increase in the heat of 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, they lowered a microphone uh, designed to detect the sounds of plate movement down the shaft. But instead of plate movement, they heard human voices screaming in pain. At first, we thought the sound might be coming from our own equipment, but then we made the adjustments, and to our worst suspicions were confirmed. The screams were those of not a single human, but the screams of millions of humans. (sighs) So, um, without comment on this any further, we actually have the recording, so uh, I'm going to ask Anna, can you play that for us, Anna, please? a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account. The story about the digging, the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. But he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. 
And so I submit now they cleaned uh, a better copy to you. And uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Uh, there's a common belief that it's from a horror movie, 
um, that sounds from a horror movie. It was called Barren Blood, I believe. But then I read somebody else who really looked at it carefully and said that that's not where it's from, but it doesn't really matter. It's fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but anyway. I, but I'm, yeah, most I have people an, who I have hear I have an open Most mind, people so who hear EVPs say they're fake, too, so um, there you go. <laughs> well, well, in, in reality, I would like know. to uh, bring some new evidence in on this. And, and actually, in the uh, hot expanse of the Karatum Desert in Tukumaristan, uh near the 350 village of Durawez, or why do I get these names? <laughs> A hole of 328 feet has been on fire for us the last 40 years. The hole is known as the Devere Gas Crater, or the Gates of Hell by locals. The crater can be seen glowing from years around. The hole is not an outcome of nature, but of an industrial accident. In 1971, the Soviet drilling rig accidentally punctured into a massive underground gas cavern, causing the ground to collapse and the entire rig to fall in. Having punctured a pocket of gas, poisonous fumes began to leak from the hole at an alarming rate. Uh, to head off potential environmental catastrophe, the Soviets set the uh, hole on fire. The crater hasn't stopped burning for the last 40 years. And now I'm going to post that on there. So here we have the, the actual crater okay. of this uh, uh, gates of hell. Well, why do you think it's a what, – what does anybody think it's a gate to hell, though? The interesting thing is that behind all urban legends, this fact. And so I believe that this is the fact behind – the legend. So, anyways, I'm going to post this little paste on there, and you can actually see it as well. Uh, there you go. The gates of hell. I posted that on. Uh, Does it have eight uh, foot worms around it? It has what? Eight foot worms. Why would it have eight foot worms? Well, because on this other little link that yeah. um, I have, it talks yeah. about um, eight foot worms living around the opening of the pit to hell. Mm. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's that was interesting. In mo- that's the movie Tremors I think you're reading about and, there. And, and Jesus, no, but actually, Jesus uh, talked about their worm. In reality, it's, right. uh, there are um, giant worms uh, in the Mongolian desert, I believe. I forget what they call it. They might be called hell worms. I'm not sure on that. But... Uh, it's an interesting. Hmm. Here's a here's a news story. Mother Nate on the Mother Mother Nature Network. It says um, worms from hell on Earth that were eight feet long. Right. In South See? Africa. There we in, go. In a mine in South Africa. Well, we are beginning to put together a little picture here of okay. hell. It says scientists recently discovered cracks on the ocean floor where the fire was leaking out. Do you know what they found around these fire-breathing vents in the crust? No, you're going to tell me, though. Eight-foot-long worms. Did you Found remember? no other place in the world. There you go. So I guess they're not the same as the South African worms I'm looking at, but there's a picture of one, <laughs> and it says it's, it, it's actual, its official name is the nematode H. Mephisto. Mephisto is in the devil. I did name that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Ron's little pets. <laughs> so 
So if you go on our, you go to our, our Facebook page, which is uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation, uh, we now have on there, we have the audio, which you just heard. We have uh, pictures in the story behind the gates of hell and also a video uh, presentation of the gates of hell as well. So, Turkmenistan. Uh, Derwiz Turkmenistan. I can't even say that. Never so there. You should know how to say that. And that Garakun we, well, we desert. Is not Turkmenistan over near where, in like Iraq? In, no? Uh, where is Turkmenistan? Yeah, let us go right on the internet and figure that out. <laughs> Jeremy, could you find that out for me? <laughs> Turkmenistan. So, so looking, looking into this, and yeah, I north of here. Afghanistan, sorry. Okay, Afghanistan. Turkmenistan, you keep checking. Afghanistan. You keep checking it, and uh, well, while you while you find it for us, uh, we'll. Uh, uh, and uh, so, yes. what is your opinion? I mean, do you think that it is a fake recording? On the, oh, the recording? Yeah. Yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> you do. Yes. And, and why you laugh? I think it, I think that's rather humorous that you can laugh at the sounds of people gnashing in hell. I mean, I, I don't understand teeth. it. I'm glad you find that rather humorous. Oh, well, I do. I do. I I agree with Ann. (laughs) It really, it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, the the kids in the cafeteria at lunchtime. It's about that, that, that loud and screaming and, you know, people saying, Bernard. Reminds me of the subway, a subway station in Boston at rush hour. You've got to remember, though, these recordings were done, they weren't done on DVD, they weren't done on anything. They were done with just the standard uh, plate microphone. And, uh, I mean, if you guys, I mean, and you're, you're a ghost investor, if you can believe in invisible stuff, then I, I don't see why, how much more of a leap it is if, if you believe in EVPs or actually voices of the dead on uh, I think that's a pretty a, big leap there. Yeah, I think that's I, a very big I leap to me. I really, I really don't. I don't think there's there's much difference. It's it's what we we perceive. Uh, we don't want it to be real, so therefore it isn't real. But I've been present when EVPs were recorded, and I know there's something to them. Um, right. This sound, I have no, you know, I don't know what's ours. So I, you're, I you're telling me in, in order for something, for you to believe something, you have to be present when it occurs. No, no, but I need I need more proof than just hearing a recording that, we're, that I don't know where it came from or who, who made it. It does kind of sound like a subway. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, I can see my heart beating as, as uh, we go into break. Uh, but anyways, uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blind bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan, and the humble Van Helsink, Ron Kulik. And our special guest uh, host tonight is uh, Jeremy Dontremont. We'll be right back after fall missions on Toginet. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul-searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guests, Jeremy Dontremont, and we're talking about hell. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of comments on the uh, in the uh, Parax chat room uh, where people uh, believe that some of the stuff that's coming in from outer space that they pick up in our uh, our uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, audio telescopes uh, is pretty amazing too that you wouldn't really believe them either. And uh, but it's really interesting. I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, you guys seem to like just laugh it off a little bit, but to me, it, it, I'm I'm not so sure. I've heard a better tape of that, and it, it's definitely uh, a lot clearer on, uh, for instance, the, the special I saw on the History Channel, which was much clearer than that. Hmm. Okay. But anyways, uh, talking about the gates of hell, and you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet Parex, Ghost Channel, beyond. But... Um, there's also uh, there's a nice story. Where is that? Oh, yeah, here it is. And this is uh, this is from the site. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's this called? The Truth About Hell. Yes, The Truth About Hell. Right. And it, it's an interesting. Oops, there we go. Where is it? Uh, it's got a lot of exclamation points. It, it's kind of, yeah, I like explanation points. I, I actually wrote this, so of course it would. Uh, the interesting thing, and, and I've heard this story before, too, is that uh, several years, years ago a book was published entitled uh, Beyond Death's Door by Dr. Morris Rawlings, and Dr. Rawlings is a specialist in internal medicine and cardiovascular disease and respiratory Thank you very much. Many people <laughs> Are you on that site by any chance, Anne? Yes, I am. Well, would you read that? Because you can read a lot better than I can. Can you read this it? You paragraph? Are, you, yeah, the, 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 the whole paragraph about Rawlings. Okay. Uh, Dr. Rawlings resuscitated many people who had been clinically dead. Dr. Rawlings, a devout atheist, considered all religion hocus-pocus and death nothing more than a painless extinction. But something happened in 1977 that brought a dramatic change in the life of Dr. Rawlings. He was resuscitating a man, terrified and screaming, descending down into the flames of hell. Did you want me to read the rest of it? Yeah, the whole Dr. Rawlings thing. Okay. Each time, now he's talking about the patient. Now, each time he regained heartbeat and respiration, the patient screamed, I am in hell. He was terrified and pleaded with me to help him. I was scared to death. Then I noticed a genuinely alarmed look on his face. He had a terrified look worse than the expression seen in death. This patient had a grotesque grimace expressing sheer horror. His pupils were dilated. He was perspiring and trembling. He looked as if his hair was on end. 
Then still another strange thing happened. He said, Don't you understand? I am in hell. Don't let me go back to hell. The man was serious, and it finally occurred to me that he was indeed in trouble. He was in a panic like I have never seen before. There you go. And Straight this is from the horse's mouth. And this is from Dr. Rollins' book, Beyond the Death's yeah. Door, which was published in 1979. Um that is not the only story about uh, people who have passed and going to hell, supposedly. Uh, I can't recall. I was trying to find the story before the show, and I could not find it. So I'm going to have to rely on my memory, which is not always good. <laughs> but basically, there was a, a man who was uh, an atheist, once again. And I forget. He was in France, that I do know. And uh, he went into the hospital for some reason and uh, basically he was dying and uh, while he was in there all these dark shapes while he was in this death state uh, all these dark shapes or demons and and air quotes uh, were grabbing at him and trying to pull him down and he wasn't in a place and the the gist of it was he came back and when he did come back he changed his life totally became very religious and totally believed that um, there is uh, a hell mm-hmm. so there well, you go hell? I mean it's another one uh, that um, someone has been touched by death and possibility of going to hell so I wish I could find out more information on offhand, but I didn't. So anyways, we do have a poll on our website, which is Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, not our website, but our Facebook page, right? And um, we are going to give you a, your own piece of hell. If if you take your poll, you'll be entered into take the Don't poll. Don't I give that to you every time I see you? What's that? Don't I give you hell every time I see you? Oh, absolutely. Right. Even when you don't see me. Uh, but <laughs> So if you take that poll and just put your, your answer on what, whatever you believe in, and then we will draw from the people who took the poll, in, and we're going to let this go on for uh, 10 days because uh, this show is also, of course, on iTunes as well. And uh, uh, it, it, from all the people that entered into that poll, uh, we will draw a name randomly, and they will actually get a piece of hell. They will get a deed for right. a piece of hell. Um, it's hell, Michigan, but it's still hell. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have an interesting comment in the in the chat room from Stephen okay. Scott. And yes. he said... Steve, um, hi, Stephen. Stephen is a, a, uh, a uh, medium and is, uh, from Scotland and is also uh, a spiritualist, too. So I'm really interested to see what he has to say. Stephen says the problem is that many different religions have their own basis of hell, but they all have the same concepts. Be bad equals hell. So is hell just a concept of social control emphasized via religious means? And he says, hmm, strokes beard if you had one. But (laughs) I kind of agree with that. You know, I'm glad you you're want, laughing at it, but uh, well, you know, you know what? You want people to be good. It's like telling a little child. Uh, you, 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 understand, you understand that that uh, without um, isn't that religion? The, the key of religion is is to teach writing wrong. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, right. So that that is the key of practically all religions. Um, 
So I don't find that hard to believe. And as far as uh, I'm not sure what he's saying. It's, it, it, I, I guess he's trying to say, does he not believe the hell exists, or is he is it made up? You should definitely vote for that page, anyways. Well, he's saying it's a, it's a form of social control. What is religion? All religion is a form of social control. Well, that's true. So why are we just why are we just singling out hell? Um, you know, you know, why don't we single out heaven? Uh, you know, if you do good, you go to heaven. Well, you know, isn't we that do. social control? Uh, yeah. So. <clears throat> <laughs> the, the interesting thing about the interesting thing, if you don't believe in a hell, I mean, you know, heaven or or an afterlife, then I, I love that little epitaph on the tombstone of a atheist, which is all dressed up and no place to go. <laughs> That's good. That's true. But you know, I think you know, it, it, you we're taught in life that for your actions there are consequences. It, for your right. good actions, there's a good consequence, and that's heaven. Your bad actions, you go to hell or whatever, you know, but there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a consequence. There has to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. I think one of the problems uh, with the idea of hell is that a lot of the religions kind of take it another step, and they say that anybody who doesn't agree with our beliefs you know, anybody that's, who that's that's ancient history, Jeremy. Most of the, the religions have uh, adapted and changed. Well, I know. The, I, know. I know the Catholic religion growing up uh, used to say if only Catholics could go to heaven, and and of course anybody that's in the in the religion now understand that anybody who lives a good life can go to heaven, and not just Catholics. Yeah, but um, I'm not so sure that all you know evangelical Christians, you know. Are, are that way, <laughs> you know. Right, I think a lot. Right. I think they believe. I think they believe that, and I think uh, you know, extreme Muslims believe the same thing. That only people who believe what they believe are, you know, that people who don't believe what they, what they believe are going to go to hell. Uh, so the becomes, problem with the, the with a lot of religions is, is people don't understand them, and 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 actually, people in their own religions, as uh, Gandhi used to say, because they asked Gandhi, uh, you know, because Gandhi quoted uh, Christ a lot. He says that you know, if you how come you, if you like Christ so much, or how come you didn't convert to Christianity? And, and he said, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. And that's pretty much <laughs> it. It's the people, it's the people in the church that uh, cause the problems, not necessarily the religion itself. The doctrine of most religions uh, is based on on good, and uh, it's how it's abused that it really makes the problem. I mean, because we know how many wars are fought and and how many deaths there are in the the name of religion. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Right. And what about Dante? Have you ever read Dante's Inferno? I have. Really? Actually, he put in the uh, the most interesting one because uh, when you think about it, if you believe in heaven and hell, okay, just on a theoretical uh level. If you believe in heaven, you believe that, that God and hell is actually the absence of God. So mm-hmm. God is light. So if you believe if heaven is, you know, God and light, then hell must be dark and should be cold for the absence of light, not really hot. When, when you, if you look at it theoretically. I guess so. 
But if it's in the center of the earth where it's supposedly molten. No, no, you're not adjusting. You're, you're just looking at the, the genuine. We're not looking at physical places now. We're looking at the. Uh, oh, okay. The, just the the uh, the theory behind it. If if hell is the absence of God, which is the absence of light, it okay. would be dark and it would be cold okay. rather than hot. That's true. Dante is the one that actually brought in the levels of hell, the various levels that you go according to uh, your 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 uh, your evils or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Right. Yeah. All the violent uh, people who did violent crimes are put in one section and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have. Like, let's see. We have uh, limbo. Nine circles of hell. Limbo, lust, gluttony, greed, anger. Heresy, oh, the, the, violence, yeah. fraud, and treachery. Yeah. Those are the nine. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then Satan completes the structure. Nine plus one equals ten. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. <sighs> we sound so cool, don't we? <laughs> but anyways... Um, Google is great, isn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, and, and, yes, Ron? Yeah, anyways, um, in this... Um, this uh, special I saw on uh, Hell on the History Channel, which was, you know, I really enjoyed it. They talk about the gates of hell, and they actually talk about physical places. And there's quite a few of them. Uh, and it was in, the reason I was interested in it, because in my book, Goes the Day, I actually wrote about one of the places. And it is in uh, the seventh gate to hell, which is in Stull, uh, Kansas. And uh, this is one of the entries in my book. In uh, 1974, an article in the University of Kansas newspaper reports the seventh gate to hell is supposedly located in Stull, S-T-U-L-L, Kansas. Oh, finding, yeah. the, finding the small time town is not easy task. But if you are able to make your way there, you really isn't much to see. A small cemetery surrounded by a chain-link fence in, in, on a manual hill above the graveyard is the ruins of the United Methodist Church built in 1867. The location of the seventh gate, that's the church. Uh, so what is the seventh gate? It is no less than the doorway from hell to earth. According to the article, the devil himself makes an appearance twice a year in the tiny town of Stull. It seems that he had mated with the local witch and spawned a child who died shortly thereafter. So twice a year at midnight, he visits the child in a mating call on those who have died a violent death to dance with them. Anyways, uh, others... Uh, say he visits Stull because of an incident that occurred in the 1850s when a local killed the mayor in the cemetery. Whatever the reason, the article's drawn hundreds of people to the tiny town. The cemetery has been vandalized, tombstones have been broken, no. you love that, Anne, no. and even stolen, and the church burned by a mysterious fire. Since the article with the press, the legend and the crowds have grown. And on January 20th, 1988, hundreds of uh, inundated the tiny cemetery, trampling graves for a glimpse of the Prince of Darkness. Thrill seekers, ghost hunters, Satanists, and drunken teens have all 
<laughs> have all created a huge problem for the tiny town of 20 residents. If you go on the Internet, you will find a report that the papal visit, uh, this is back in uh, 1998, I think it was, uh, the Pope's plew, plane flew around stalls so the pontiff wouldn't have to fly over unholy ground. <laughs> if you throw if you throw a bottle... like the Bermuda in, Triangle? It is. If you throw a bottle in the wall of the church, it won't break. And rain has never fallen fell inside the uh, roofless church. Strange winds rise up from nowhere. You lose time and even see the body hanging from a tree. The ghost of the devil's child haunts the cemetery. When one of the locals asks reports um, about the devil business, though, uh, she insinuated that only the devil here or the two-legged kind that cause all the damage. On March 29th, 2002, Good Friday, a bulldozer knocked down the last walls of the church, sealing the seventh gate of hell. Ah. Or, or at least that's what they hope it did. So that, <laughs> so that's one of the entries in my Ghost of Day book, and, and it was uh, on the seventh gate of hell. But I had heard this back uh, when the – I remember that when the papal visit, um, the, supposedly the plane flew around this area because it was unholy. So, oh. Huh. Okay. If you say so. I mean... <laughs> I can't sure find, it, find this so amusing, Ian. I really the do. The seventh gate of hell is in this little place that has 20 people living there. There's actually another one in uh, in a small island in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And also another one in a volcano. There are seven gates to hell, by the way. In uh, okay. a volcano in Iceland, there is one in the caves uh, by the Aegean Sea in Greece. And uh, there's one in South America. And I'm trying to think of the other ones. So whatever. Sunnydale, California. For anybody who watches watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they know what I'm talking about. I don't think that's going to work. So there's seven gates to hell, but there's nine there's nine circles. Don't we need two more doors? No, because huh. no? it's ascending. The hell is ascending. Uh, it's not. It's okay. not a single. Then why do we need seven gates? Shouldn't there just be one gate? There are seventh gates. If if you do any research on uh, numerology, you understand that seven is a uh, uh, special number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like like three. Three is the special number for the mm-hmm. Trinity. Mm-hmm. Okay. The seven deadly sins. Is the seven deadly sins? Uh, <laughs> I still don't get where the seven gates idea comes from. I'm trying to look it up. Seven them. Steven says if you find the ninth gate, you find Johnny Depp. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been to the ninth gate, and it's nothing to see. <laughs> The first seven are way better. So, Anne, judging by your your uh, your laughter and this whole thing, you you take it very lightly. I, I don't think you uh, believe in any of this stuff. So, I assume that you don't believe in demons or evil then either. Well, of course, there's evil. There's, there's tons of evil. I'm not really sure. That I've never run into a demon. Doesn't mean I don't believe they're out there because I've heard plenty of people talk about them, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're from hell. Okay. I think. So it has to go, I guess you would say you would have to define what a demon is. Hmm. Correct. 
Yeah. Malevolent force? Does it, do they all need to dwell in the same place? Negative energy. Negative energy. Mm-hmm. So they all hang out together? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's the bottom line for me. Who knows? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think that, I mean, there's evil everywhere. There's plenty. You meet evil people every day, you know, in the walks of life. And they don't all live in the same place. Well, I suppose <laughs> a lot of them could, but... Um, so what what is defined of of evil? What's the definition of evil? I think we know it when we see it. Nasty. <laughs> I mean, it's not. There's not. I don't think there's one easy answer to that. Mm. A lot of things. Nasty, violent, terrific people are there. But you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, who can prove that there's a hell? We can't prove there's a hell any more than there's a heaven. We can't prove there are ghosts. We can't prove there That's right. There until are UFOs. You go, we can't prove anything. Until you go there, you don't know. And if you go there, it's too late. Now, Ron, you have, don't you have personal experience with demons? I have. I, I have what I believe are demons that uh, Maureen and I have run into, uh, and basically, we define a, 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 a demon as a, a negative energy uh, that's n- never had a, a corporal form, which has never had a body. Hmm. Can they take corporal form? Uh, can they possess? That's a, another story for another belief. Uh, you can believe it, but they can exist uh, without... Um, Without a body, without a body. Uh, Of course, you know that I have accompanied uh, exorcists for the Catholic Church. And so in that uh, realm, I mean, it's it's definitely something perhaps you have to experience to understand it. Um, Mm -hmm. And you feel, without it beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the exorcisms you've seen, that it's there's actual demons involved and not just, like, mental illness, right? Mental illness being? A person, maybe a person thinking they're possessed by demons or, you know, uh, I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, right. I mean, the, yeah. well, I mean, when, when, when a good person does a bad thing, are they possessed by evil? But uh, anyways, the yeah, uh, definitely, you know, the, the interesting thing is... In the universe is always the the yin and the yang, the the you know the black and the white, and the good and the evil. Uh, if you believe in you know, in fact, the different definition of of uh, uh, light is the opposite, absence of darkness, or vice versa, the darkness is the absence of light. So it, it kind of makes sense that there would be negative energy if you believe in good, then there would be bad. But uh, I, I have definitely seen, I mean, it's nothing that you can say, okay, I took a picture of, and this is what it is. I mean, Marion and I have both believed that we have actually met the same entity, whatever it was, in, in different locations. Uh, and, you know, we, we both believe it was uh, demonic and or negative energy, whatever, how you want to define it. Mm-hmm. 
again, I mean, one of the most interesting, and it's in the book Ghost Chronicles, is it's when we went with Brian Amunkin and we went on an exorcism. And this was a woman that was uh, uh, a professional uh, at a hospital, and she was suffering what uh, Brian called a demonic, demonic obsession. And that was pretty much like a stalker. You know how you would have a stalker in real life. Well, this was a demonic stalker, and it would do things that were um, not just to her, but also to where she lived. It would destroy things, and uh, things would happen. So it's, it was more physical rather than just mental. Jeremy, to answer your question, uh, things things would occur, actual physical things, versus you know making that you think things happen. You mean things, uh, uh, what kind of things? <laughs> uh, crazy stuff, like, for instance, the the banister, what do you call it, a spindle from uh, the banister on the second floor. Uh, she was sitting on the couch one night, and the spindle came out of the banister and flying down and hit her in the head. Uh, the dog w- was tormented uh, by it as well. Uh, it would uh, go running out of rooms, and and uh, it would yelp in and, and pain, and uh, there was nothing wrong with the dog uh, physically. Uh, there were lots of other things. You know, for instance, she would put... Uh, uh, things in the oven, and then the smoke alarms would go off because the things would be placed on the oven elements instead of on the rack where it was. And uh, there were um, doors and windows that would uh, just break by themselves, uh, interior doors and windows and a lot of everything. I mean, it was a really interesting, but the first thing we did, we we went on one night, and this was in Boston, by the way, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the place, and it was a uh, Victorian, and we rang the doorbell, and the doorbell wouldn't shut off. It just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. She said, see, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then Brian the monk uh, just took a little holy water. Speaking of doorbells. And blessed the doorbell, and it immediately stopped. Hmm. Which was interesting. Uh, it was probably the most dramatic uh, thing that I've ever witnessed uh, as far as uh, investigating actual things happening. The, the uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing, let's put it that way. Wow. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and did... there were... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we did get pizza from the dead here, so we can yeah, wind we this up. Yeah. So, anyways, if you do uh, if you do listen to this on uh, the podcast, uh, if you go on our website, which is Ghost Chronicles um, Next Generation on Facebook, and there's a poll on there, and just t- tell us your opinion, and we will draw somebody's name, whoever takes the poll, and they will win an actual um, piece of hell, and you get a deed, and you get a, a piece of. Uh, of hell, actually. You're saying you're going to give them hell, Ron? Personally, I will. I will absolutely give them hell. Is just his own personal is. hell. <laughs> so, I mean, we're just about out of time. And Jeremy, I want to thank you so much for coming in here because I knew you would be, uh, uh, you know, a good add to this because I know you do the research. I know you you do the uh, the background on this, which is pretty awesome. But one thing I want to mention with um, 
And we, we did a broadcast from the uh, antique store. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Of and, I, and I borrowed a coin from them, which you're going to give back, right? I am. Yeah, because I gave it to you last night. I have it. Yes, I have it. I haven't lost it between yeah. last night and this morning. There you go. <laughs> so you're going to be giving them back. Yes. And But anyways, an interesting story with that. that uh, we used it for a, a part of our experiment. But I also have these other ones where I have two coins and two boxes. And yesterday when I went to go to Circles of Wisdom to do the paranormal study group, I put my briefcase down on the couch, and I heard noise on it like it was uh, a radio or something on it, and I opened up, there was nothing there, I expected the hack shack or something, but there was nothing there, and then when I got to um, Circles as well, and, and I know there's the beats, uh, the same thing happened again, and I thought this once again, nothing, and then when we gave out the boxes to uh, do the readings from it, somebody grabbed the box and said, the coin actually jumped inside the box. So I wonder if the energy transferred from the quarter she gave us to one of my quarters in the box. Maybe. So, anyways, Jeremy, Jeremy Dontremont has been with us. Jeremy, what's your website? Uh, I have a new website, NewEnglandLighthouses.net. All right. All right. So, till next time, good night and God bless everyone. Thanks, everyone. Good Thank night. You. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.